Welcome to Off the Board Sports. We are three professional sports handicappers. In each podcast episode, we will give three to five free sport picks to our listeners. We will also dive into the hottest sports topics around the globe and offer our opinions. Let's get right into our show before our picks are taken off the board. Welcome back to another edition of Off the Board Sports this Sunday, November 19th, as we're going to be recapping some big playoff implications of college football. We're also going to be giving all our college basketball picks and early in-season tournaments there uh, as they kick off tomorrow. So we got more futures there for you guys out there. And like I said, we had some really entertaining games yesterday, some blowouts, but uh, obviously some breaking news in terms of playoff implications for the Florida State Seminoles. Jordan Travis with that big injury, looking like he's going to be out for the rest of the remaining of the season. And Washington and Oregon, this was a old-school type of game, and we're going to be giving our thoughts there. But, Juan, what really caught your eye on week uh, 12? Yeah, well, it has to be Louisville. Um, you know, you talk about Brom coming over from Purdue, leading this Cardinals to a 10-1 season. They're in contention to possibly make the college football playoffs, especially how you just mentioned about Florida State with Jordan Travis uh, with that devastating injury to his ACL. Everyone believes it will be his right ACL. So it looks like he will be out a long time. But back to this Louisville Cardinals team, that's what I was just hoping. This opens the door for them, and now if they win, Next week and win in the ACC championship, a one-loss team with a uh, ACC championship, they can very much take the place of Florida State. So this is going to be going good for Mike Brom and what he's done on this Louisville Cardinals team. Another great uh, performance yesterday. It wasn't easy down in uh, Miami. Um, they showed resiliency. Um, they fought. They uh, stayed to the course, and they believed in uh, Pumley, the quarterback, and he made plays when he needed to. I know you are not very much high on him, but they went with the backup uh, running back on Arrow who had a big day, and uh, the defense made plays. Uh, Miami had a couple of chances late, but it wasn't meant to be, and Louisville's 10-1. They're in a good possession position to make a, a big run for the college football playoffs, like I just mentioned with Florida State with that big injury. Yeah, they certainly are, and uh, obviously they'll get their opportunity in the ACC championship game as those two teams are already locked in to play. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, tons of credit to Brom and that Louisville team, and they have had a tremendous season. We'll see if they can finish it off next week at home against their in-state rival, Kentucky. Yeah, it's going to be an emotional game. Yes, the- yes it is. And um, also, got to catch an eye, Michigan squeaks by, but they get the job done on a close-fought win over Maryland. Also, other news, we had, uh, let's get into Oregon and watching the game because Tennessee just got rolled by the dogs. Wasn't really much of a game there, in my opinion. Dogs are better in all three phases, and uh, I really never had gave Tennessee a chance in this game. I had Georgia minus 10, and they rolled uh, yesterday at Neyland Stadium. But let's get into Washington one. Uh, this was a sloppy game. Weather out in Corvallis. Michael Penix was thrown off by this uh, really good Beaver defense, like I said it would. 13 out of 28. But Washington, uh, this is where people don't see they do run the football, and they do have success when they do run the football. Dylan Johnson, the transfer, I've been saying it all year long that this kid is a good running back. You look what he's done on the year, 879 yards, 11 TDs, 5.8 yards per hour, something that Washington didn't have a year ago. So just another weapon. But more that caught my eye in this game that Roma Duzier had the catches, 7 for 168, but uh, Jalen Polk was held without a catch this game. Uh, Jalen McMillan was a go. He didn't play too much. He was a non-factor as well. Uh, and Washington, that defense has been getting a lot of criticism for a lot of you know, playoff committee members, a lot of ESPN analysts out there. Uh, but, boy, did they step up yesterday. DJ Ugalaga 
And also their running game. You know, Damian Martinez had a good game. He carried the ball a lot, 26 for 123, only 4.7. But I give credit to that Washington defense, especially at the end of the game. They did a good job in the passing game, forcing a couple of picks. Uh, and they did a good job. They got to stop when they needed to. So all the credit to Washington uh, defense yesterday, not so much on the offensive side. But yeah, uh, what was your take? <clears throat> this game was really lost on the Beavers. Um, you just talked about the turnovers, 3-1. to one. Oregon State was sloppy in these conditions. You talked about the fumble, and you talked about the safety that went over the pun- punter's head on the snap with the wet conditions. Yeah. That was really the difference, and that was the two points that Washington won this game by, if you go uh, break it down. But the time of possession, the Beavers did what they needed to do. They controlled it, thir- 37 minutes, 22 to Washington. You know, again, these were sloppy conditions. It was raining hard for most of this game, raining throughout most of this game, on and off at times. Um, but, you know, DJ Golea, you know, this is what I was talking about yesterday. He took care of the ball pretty well. I think the conditions played a big factor for both quarterbacks but uh either quarterback did nothing really they did what they had to you talk about uh, roman oduze uh was really the, and uh duke johnson was really the most uh playmaker for washington i want really put this win on Penix jr i put uh this uh, loss on the beavers they lost the turnover battle they did all, everything right um but when you lose the turnover battle to a top five team you're not going to win the a game no matter how um, sloppy uh, another team is playing. It was just uh, it wasn't meant to be, and uh, I, this is why DJ wasn't on Clemson anymore, and he couldn't get the big win against Washington. Um, I thought they yeah. did uh, everything right. DJ just didn't make enough plays. This is going to be a final week of college football regular season before the conference championships. The Heisman uh, conversation is a two-man race right now. I had one of them, Jaden Daniels, in the beginning of the year. And I want to give your thoughts on this because the odds are even. Juan Bo Nix had a tremendous game at Arizona State. Yeah. Jaden Daniels has had a tremendous game at, against Georgia State at home, and he's been playing well all year. But uh, how do you see this go? I mean, obviously, uh, Bo Nix has uh, Oregon State at home next week. Jaden Daniels has Texas A&M. As we all know, the Heisman doesn't go into the conference championship or playoffs. It's just regular season. Yeah. Uh, but look at Jaden Daniels' stats real quick. Juan, 36 touchdowns. Four INTs, QBR first in the land. And you look what he's done on the running game. A thousand yards this season, ten touchdowns. Bo Nix is uh can hurt you with your leg, but his stats ain't that impressive. Is that on the ground? No. I mean I don't I don't see how you cannot give it to Jaden Daniels. I'm gonna disagree with you there. I'm gonna go Bo Nix. I know he's not as a runner as a Jaden Daniels. Well, that's hard to do in college. But though. um Bo Nix, thirty five hundred yards, thirty five touchdowns, two INTs. Um, right now, this can go either way. It seems like it's going to be going down to next week. Yeah, that's um, Like we just said, uh, Oregon has their in-state rival, Oregon State. LSU um, is going to be playing. Also a rival game. A I rival believe game Texas A&M. A&M and A&M, both of these defenses are solid. Yeah. It's ever who's going to outperform another in this game and put up a big game. And, you know, I- I'm surprised Bo Nix in that first half put up the 400 yards. In that second half, he was quiet. I'm not sure if they benched him. Or yeah, they he, pulled him late, they, yeah, well, but probably he, end of the third quarter. He could have got a couple more touchdowns and uh, maybe 150 more yards, and it could have made a difference in this race. But, um, you know, it's always by the stats. And, you know, Jaden Daniels taking nothing away from him. He is a dual-threat quarterback. you got to look at all factors. But um, I think it's going to be going down to Bo. I think Bo will win this. Yeah, I think, I think it edges be, him out slightly. I mean, you look who uh, LSU played Georgia State. I mean, I know they played Arizona State, but... Yeah, even in Daniel's own, the couple <laughs> losses for LSU, it's their defense. But uh, even the games that they lost, he put uh, tremendous numbers. It wasn't on him. I wonder if that's going to take a factor in the voting. Yeah. Also, if Oregon gets the well, a chance to get the Pac-12 title game, still we know Washington's in it. But uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to come out next week. But uh, we got some college basketball futures, like I said, being top of the show. 
Um, got a national championship sleeper. We're going to quickly go through this for the sake of time on this show. As we get into conference play, we're going to be breaking down why we like the teams uh, we pick for the conferences. But first for the national championship, I like Creighton at 20-1. to 1. This team was a, a foul or controversy foul from going to the Final Four a year ago. They got everyone back. Bailey Shireman, Kyle Brenner, Posh Alexander. And the trans receiving Ashworth. So I like them at twenty to one. And my sleeper, I like Iowa State at one twenty to one. So that's my national championship. What an award. I like Hunter Dickinson, plus eight hundred. Sleeper Tyler Kolek, twenty seven to one. Early in season tournaments, quickly, like I said here. Uh, Purdue plus three forty in the Maui, Florida Atlantic plus two fifty in the ESPN invitational, Villanova plus five hundred in uh the battle for Atlantis. So I want quickly here to go with yours. Yeah, I'm going to go my national championship. I think it's going to be taking down the Nets. It's going to be Kansas, 11 to 1. My long shot's going to be Marquette, 20 to 1. You talk about the Wooden Award. I'm going to go with same with Hunter Dickinson. He's had a, a monster game against Kentucky. In the early season tournaments, I'm going to go Maui. I'm going to go actually uh, <clears throat> Tennessee, who edged out Kansas a year ago in this one. I think Tennessee is still a very good team. I know I have Kansas for the national championship, but I think in this tournament, Tennessee plays well. I'm going to go with them. I'm going to go for the individual tournament. I'm going to go, actually, Iowa State at plus 360. I think this is a stacked tournament. You have Florida Atlantic there. They just got upset against Bryan University. You got A&M. I think Iowa State, their grittiness yep. on the defensive end will, will be enough in this tournament. And the Atlantis one, I'm going to go Arkansas at plus 350. I think another stacked tournament. You got Memphis, Texas Tech. North Carolina, I think Arkansas, you know, they got upset of themselves early in the week. But I think they bounce back and uh, refocus with uh, Musselman, and I think they uh, play well in the Battle for Atlantis. Yeah, quickly, the six conferences we're picking, and then, like I said, we're going to be uh, getting more in-depth when conference play starts, about a month or so away from that. But I like Duquesne here, plus 550 in the Atlantic 10, Duke plus 125 in the ACC, Big 10, Purdue plus 150, Big East, Creighton plus 230, Pac-12, or excuse me, Big 12, Houston, plus 420. Pac-12, Arizona, plus 150. And SEC, plus 550. Got a couple of dogs in there, but uh, it's pretty much got the top-heavy teams as well. Yeah, Atlantic 10 for me. I'm going to be going with St. Bonaventures at plus 450. ACC, I'm going to be going Duke as well. I think this is a two-team race. North Carolina's there. But uh, I think uh, Virginia could be a sleeper, Miami. But I think Duke is going to be uh, playing really well when it comes to conference time. And then you go to the Big Ten. I know you have Purdue. I'm going to go with Michigan State here. And then uh, Big East, I'm going to go uh, Marquette at plus 230. Uh, Pac-12, I'm going to go Arizona as well. I think this is a, a weak Pac-12 this year. Um, you know, I th- no one knows what to expect from UCLA. Colorado is certainly going to be a sleeper. Oregon could be one. And, of course, Arizona. Uh, I'm going to go out in the Mountain West. I'm going to go uh, San Diego State plus 175 as well. Um, SEC, I'm going to go Arkansas. I'm going to go plus 900. Their odds have dropped after being upset it. So they have dropped on the board, but um, it's not uh, coming to SEC play yet. I think they'll turn it around quickly there. And then um, that's going to be wrapping up for the conferences. You want to go to the Final Four? uh, Yeah, to make the Final Four sleepers, remember, I had a huge one last year with Florida Atlantic in the triple digits in terms of odds. I uh, got a couple here, and then got a, a major uh, long shot as well. I got Colorado twenty-five to one, Mississippi State thirty to one, and BYU fifty to one, and I got Yale one eighty to one out in the Ivy League. One, I know you also have an Ivy League team that you like a lot. Yeah, and had a good run in the tournament a year ago. Let's see if they can carry that into it. Yeah, if people don't know who Princeton is, they should know it by now. What they did in the tournament a year ago. This team is always gritty. They're always there. Their five starters rely on one another. 
and again, I'll get more into it when it comes this time around. But this, what look what they've done quickly so far on the resume. They beat Rutgers. They beat a good Daquan's team. They beat a very good, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a Daquan's on the road, and then um, they beat another very good team in the Atlantic. Uh, Colonial Hostra on the road again. They were underdogs in all three of those games by five or more points, and they won outright in each one of them. So I'm going to go with them again. They have a stack uh, starting five. The bench is a little bit weak than a year ago, but I think they'll be okay. I'm going 130 to one to get to the final four. You know, they got to the Sweet 16 a, a year ago. Uh, they lost to Creighton, but uh, uh, yeah. I think they can uh, make a deep run again. I excuse love it. Uh, well, no, so uh-huh. I was going to change one of my picks here. I, I did like Yale, but I just found out they had a big injury. Yeah, I'm going uh, to another team that's in the 150 to one. Uh, excuse me, out there. Sorry about that, everyone. About 150 to one in Vermont, four zero this year in the Catamounts is a team that has in, in uh, conference, uh, tournament play experience. Uh, and they had a big win in Myrtle Beach. Won the tournament there. They have a chance to win today against uh, Liberty. Uh, I want to see what they can do there. But I really like their team. They spread you out well. They defend well. They had a big one over St. Louis. And, again, they're in a conference where most likely they're going to win. No one's going to really challenge them. But these uh, out-of-conference wins is uh, important as well. So, uh, again, I'm changing Yale to Vermont at 150-1. to yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go also another uh, Big Twelve team, TCU, to get there to the Final Four at twenty-five to one, and then my last pick, it's gonna be another meet, um, in the middle between a long shot and a and a little bit of a favorite. It's gonna be going seventy-five to one with Utah. I think Utah can uh, surprise some teams out in the Pac-12. You know, they played Houston really well in that tournament. Uh, they have some tremendous uh, playmakers of their own, a uh, sharpshooter with Mason, and then Carlson down in the paint who can stretch you out and shoot the three himself. I'm going Utah 75-1, to one, and then, of course, you got our favorites. Um, anything else you want to add early in this college? No, basketball? we covered it well. As like we said, we're getting more to conference play. We still got Mountain West, West Coast Conference, cover, but, again, that's a month away. We got other topics to talk about. Yeah. And going to NFL, week 11, right here before Thanksgiving week, uh, one of my favorite times of the year in terms of sports. Got college basketball starting up. Got college football wrapping up, and of course NFL, where teams are going to be battling for playoff position now, and these games come more pivotal down the stretch. As we also know, we have some major injuries. Still, sorrowing Joe Burrow, in my opinion, very sad about that. Still had a thought if they would have won that game, it looked like that man had a chance. If Burrow would have played the whole game, but. Yeah, let's get into day one. We got four uh, picks. We got all underdogs here. Get into your first one. Yeah, it's going to be going division rival Pittsburgh going to Cleveland. You know, we know the news with Deshaun Robs. Uh, excuse me, Deshaun Watson, and you got Dorian Thompson Robinson getting the start. I can't trust him on going against that Pitt uh, defensive line with T.J. Watt as well as their corners. I think Pitt is in a good position to uh, solidify themselves in the running still in the north. And, you know, with the big injury news to Watson, they're going to really have to rely on the running game. You know, they've already lost Nick Chubb with an ACL-MCL tour, and now you lose your quarterback. So I'm not sure how much faith uh, people are going to still have with Cleveland after losing their two uh, stars on offense. But, again, they're led by their defense. They're number one in the defense. Uh, with Jim Schwartz, um, they're number one in a lot of categories, including the passing yards, rushing yards. They're a little deceptible at ninth in the league. Points are sixth in the league. Uh, on the other hand, Pittsburgh's defense has been awful. They rank uh, almost dead last in almost ca- every category. That's why they're going to be a road dog here today. But like I just mentioned, Dorian Thompson, Robinson going for the Browns today. Um, and then the Steelers offense. <laughs> you look at... Uh, this game, they're almost r- ranks dead last in almost every category on the offensive side. So you look at this team. How are they six and three? Well, because they've been scraping out wins week in and week out, and they're going to be scraping this one out. I'm going a uh, plus two and a half on the road. I would like to get it at three, but I'm going plus two and a half. 
Yeah, it's a good pick. The Steelers and another pivotal division game there. I'm going uh, Arizona here, plus five and a half in Houston. Kyler Murray looked pretty decent coming back from that major injury he had a year and a half ago. Uh, see if he can continue him uh, playing a second game back. Also, there's tons of attention on this Houston Texans team, rightfully so. C.J. Stroud is playing lights out. Uh, but everybody thinks Houston's is going to just come in and roll this Cardinals team. I think Kyler Murray back. Their defense has played well at times. Uh, plus five and a half. I think this is a, a lot closer game that people are expecting. And I think the Cardinals hang around uh, all game and then keep it within the five and a half. So I like the Cardinals. Yeah, it's another trendy underdog pick today against the Buccaneers. Or no, excuse me, against the Texans. Yeah. Early uh, game out there in Houston. But, you know, the question is the Arizona quarterback, Kyler Murray, uh, second start. Yep. Um, we'll see how he uh, plays. He didn't really look uh, well, spectacular in that. He's uh, got to show something unless the yeah. Cardinals either going to go with Caleb Williams, Drake May possibly in the NFL draft this year. And also, I mean, obviously, Kyle Murray wants to be the quarterback there, but uh, there's some questions that he has to answer, uh, and he's got to do it with his play in the second half of the season. Yeah, and I'm going to go to my second free pick quickly here. I'm going to go New York on the road against Buffalo. This line is going up we, uh, by the hour. It's up to 8.5 now. It was just at 7.5 when I checked about 30 minutes ago. Again, we know the story of the line of these two teams. Uh, New York offense is horrible with Zach Wilson. Is he going to make enough plays today in that hostile environment? We'll see. Uh, but you got Josh Allen on the other hand, a turnover machine, a risk taker against a very aggressive New York defense. Uh, with the corners, the linebackers, the front is tremendous. They keep him in a lot of these games. You know, Garrett Wilson is questionable. It looks like he will be a go, though. Um, Zach Wilson has to get the ball out quick against this Buffalo defense. If they do that, they have a great chance to cover this plus and a half, seven and a half. But if he holds the ball and gets uh, pressured, it could be a long day for him on the road. And again, Buffalo, um, this team is just um, way too inconsistent. This team is, I'm not sure what to even think of them at this point uh, through the season. Um, it's been for sure a big disappointment. Um, let's see if they turn it around because certainly they're running out of time if they keep uh, picking up losses. Certainly are running out of time for Buffalo. Uh, I'm going Sunday night. This is a game, intriguing game here, in my opinion. You got the Red Hot Vikings and you got the Denver Broncos who had that rocky start, but they're pulling it together. They get a big win tonight. They can be right back in the playoff spot with Russell Wilson playing really well this season under the radar. Uh, but I'm looking at this game at mile high. Denver minus two and a half. Vikings, again, been one of the hottest teams. Joshua Dobbs, a couple of big wins in Atlanta and again at home against New Orleans. I like Denver at home. I think their running game, their defense has been playing well. And I think Joshua Dobbs is a little bit over his head here in Denver. I think it's going to take a factor in that defense. And I like uh, Russell Wilson out playing. Yeah, Get look the, out for the Broncos. Yeah. This team is hitting all on right cylinders right now. They have, uh, I think, all the momentum really came with that Green Bay win, edging yeah. them out, and then of course over their division rival, their biggest rival, Kansas City, at home, and then going on the road beating Buffalo. Now back at home, I think Russell Wilson yeah. has played really well this season. Look at his uh, t- touchdowns, interceptions. And his QBR rating, it's, uh, it's not really spectacular at 52. But yeah, if but you look at you the know stats, what Russell, you're going to yeah. get with him. He's not going to turn the ball over. Yeah. He's going to make the right plays. He's going to give your team a chance. And I think the Broncos will have a chance today in this game. I like yeah. him. That's a good uh, minus two. I think the Vikings are, like you said, are in over their head here on the road in that in environment on, on a Sunday night. But, hey, the Vikings have been proving people uh, week in, week out. 
wrong themselves, and um, they just keep scrapping out wins. Uh, but we'll see. It's going to be an intriguing one for sure. It's going to be interesting. Uh, that's going to be wrapping it up for us today. you got our college basketball futures as well as we're going to be going more in-depth when that time comes around for each conference. you got our four free picks there, Minnesota, uh, Arizona on the road. you got the Steelers on the road, plus 2.5, as well as the Jets, plus 7.5. Um, good luck. Thank you for listening to Off the Board Sports. For any inquiries regarding our paid services, please email us at offtheboardsports at gmail.com. We invite you to follow us on Twitter at OtheBoardSports and Instagram at OffTheBoardSports. Thank you and best of luck.